This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Super Bowl week, and we are ready. One more week, then we get really, really sad, Joe. Really, really, really sad, because it means football season is over. And I can't stop thinking about that as we lead into the Super Bowl. I mean, like the beauty of you know? the NFL is they have found a way to wean you off of their action. They get you very quickly, very mm-hmm. quickly into the combine, into free agency, into the draft. And you get just enough, just enough from the rumor mill and from the decisions made by your respective teams that by the time we get to summer, you're ready to say, OK, NFL, we can say goodbye to one another. You go on your vacations, you enjoy the summer and then boom, just like that camp opens in July and we're back at it. I miss it already, though. I miss it already. (laughs) But we're not even done yet because the Super Bowl is coming our way on Sunday. We did get the matchup that we wanted as a show, not necessarily the matchup I personally wanted because I didn't want to have to choose between Joe's Eagles and James's Chiefs. I will have to choose. I ain't revealing my choice today. I need some more time to marinate on it. Well, I can't ruin a friendship today. It's Monday of Super Bowl week. Like I got to let this ride a little bit longer. It's showmanship. Also, I had no idea who I'm going to choose. So there's that. So I I think I need to think about this a little bit more. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. But in making my decision, I came across some interesting sound here from Brandon Ayuk, who is, of course, the Niners wide receiver. He was on the Niners YouTube show. And he discussed how that Eagles defense might not be as good as we think it is. I don't know. I don't know um, fully about that defense. Um, I don't know. I, they talk about him being a good defense. I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not sure. I think. The, I think the pass game, um, this Kansas City pass game, will uh, expose what we thought we were going to be able to expose um, before some unfortunate circumstances happen. Certainly unfortunate circumstances when you quite literally have Christian McCaffrey trying to throw footballs uh, because you don't end up with a quarterback at all in an NFC championship. But I thought that was really interesting because obviously that was their game plan then for the Niners going in is that we can expose this Eagles D. They didn't get the opportunity to do that. This is your Eagles defense, Joe. Do you think those are crazy words there from Ayuk? No, not at all. I I think that uh, with Ayuk and with the Niners that this is not sour grapes. They understand the situation and the hand they were dealt. It's a tough blow when your third-string quarterback gets hurt and then your fourth-string quarterback gets hurt. But I don't think he's out there just talking trash because of the situation. I really do think they spent a week preparing for Philadelphia. They've got a brilliant offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan as their head coach, and I think he put together a plan and taught it to his team and showed them this defense as not as good as the stats indicate. They can be beaten. They can be exploited. Case in point, I'm going to go through two phases of the schedule for you right now. This is where some of their opponents ranked in terms of scoring defense. They played Arizona, who ranked 21st in scoring defense. Pittsburgh, 26th. Houston, 30th. Indianapolis, tied for 30th. Green Bay, 14th. Tennessee, 28th. The Giants, who they played three times this year, 18th. The Bears, 23rd. The Saints, 22nd. They did play a good San Francisco scoring offense that ranked 6th in scoring offense this season, but again, they were down to their four-string quarterback. So when you go through, they have beaten up and built their stats on a lot of bad offenses. Now, let's take a look at the top 10 teams in terms of top 10 scoring offense that they faced. They played the Lions, who finished fifth in scoring offense. They got them in week one. Detroit hung 35 points. They played Jacksonville, who ranked ninth in scoring offense. They beat them, but that game was at home. They hung 21 points on them, however. 
They played the Minnesota Vikings week two at home in Philadelphia. That was an eighth-ranked scoring offense. They gave up just seven points. Solid performance, but we know the Vikings are Fugazi. And then finally, and this is the game that stands out, I think, to everybody. They went to Dallas, played the Cowboys, who ranked fourth in scoring offense, and they gave up 40 points. That was their biggest, toughest test of the season. Minshew was a quarterback. The defense needed to step up, and the defense got absolutely shredded, including that monster third down where Darius Slay got beat. What was it, third and 30-something that could have ended the game for the Eagles? So the bottom line is that when a wide receiver from the Niners and that offense comes out saying that they felt that they could expose this defense, my ears perk up. Everybody's ears should perk up because as good as the stats look for Phillies D, the resume isn't exactly the most robust in the NFL. Look how objective you are, Joe. So basically what you're saying is your Eagles are overrated, right? I mean, it's essentially what we're saying. I hate to say it. People think I'm a self-loathing Eagles fan, but I have watched that defense at times, and I've thought to myself that, yeah, they teed off on the Niners last week and looked great, but I've also seen them at times look shaky. That game against the Saints in the first half when they were coming off the Cowboys' loss, they were as flat as could be. The Saints just marched down the field on them with – I think it was Taysom Hill at quarterback. They couldn't get stops. Now, maybe they weren't motivated. Maybe they were just flat. They'll show up for this game. But if there's an offensive mind and a quarterback that can come together to exploit these guys, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid would be at the top of the list, would they not? Absolutely, they would be at the top of the list. Of course, we still don't know what Patrick Mahomes is going to look like in terms of mobility with that high ankle sprain. But yes, they would be at the top of the list. And you and I have talked about it numerous times on this show leading up to this matchup already, where this Eagles team, I mean, the way that things have broken for them all season, and also the way that their schedule broke, and you just laid it out just in terms of scoring offense alone. But when you look at who they played all season long, and that strength of schedule, and then the breaks that we know that they caught in a postseason where they're getting through Daniel Jones, and they're getting through a 49ers team without a quarterback I mean yes that defense looked good against again a team without a quarterback you know how who cares how can we evaluate that it's maybe the easiest path or one of the easiest paths to a Super Bowl that we've seen now they've blown out opponents they've looked phenomenal doing it it's not like they're eking by like the Vikings were during the season and none of us were buying into them they've done it definitively but that being said they've done it against lesser competition and if it's a healthy Chiefs team and that is a big if because we're we're talking not just Patrick Mahomes, but we're talking that wide receiver room having so many issues as well. If it was a healthy Chiefs team, I feel like this would be big problems for the Eagles that they're finally about to face a worthy opponent, except for the fact that maybe they caught another break with the health of the Chiefs. I mean, Ayuk's also right. When he calls them lucky... It... I think it's being taken a bit out of context. To win a Super Bowl, a lot of people who have been there will tell you you need a certain degree of luck, specifically injury luck. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have been very fortunate this season in terms of the injuries they've sustained or the lack thereof, and then the ones they have sustained, like Jalen Hurts, have not been season-ending. Every Nobody's 100% this time of year, but that team has been very healthy throughout the course of the playoffs, and that is a major factor towards winning Super Bowls. So they've caught a lot of breaks. They've also taken advantage of all the breaks they've been given. Let's make sure we acknowledge that. But there's no way to come out of this game saying if Philadelphia gets the job done against Mahomes that they got lucky again. Sure, they might be a little dinged up at wide receiver, but everyone's a little dinged up this time of year. You're not going to be able to take it away from them. And for those claiming, oh, you know, the Niners, they were down to their four-string quarterback. Remember something. The Eagles knocked out their third-string quarterback, and then they knocked out their four-string quarterback. The defense gets credit for that. In fairness, everyone's knocked out a 49ers quarterback. 
Yeah, that's true. Most teams in the NFL can claim that they have not. Everybody's knocked out Garoppolo. I mean, I'd love to see well, his list true. in terms of teams that have knocked him out of a game. It's got to be half the league at this point. <laughs> Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh with you. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. James Steele wrote on my screen, we're going to talk about my favorite person in the world. He was trying to get me to Ron Burgundy it up and say those words. I'm not saying those <laughs> words. I see you, James Steele. Aaron Rodgers, that's next. Joe and Amber, ESPN Radio. Stop blaming me. Joe and Amber, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Joe and Amber. Joe Fortenbaugh. Amber Wilson. Find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. And all you have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. This guy, this Aaron Rodgers guy. We got to fill our quota each and every day. Give him his due. We will talk about him in just moments. But first, we're going to try to earn you a little bit more cash. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Pizza money, something I should have been paying attention to as I'm staring at the TV, looking at the Islanders go up 2 nothing on the Flyers. What you were doing. A game I had bet. They just scored again, and I bet the Islanders tonight, but I couldn't give it out on the show because it started at exactly 7. Oh. So my apologies as the degenerate nature of my business <laughs> comes to light. So pizza money number three. As we work our way down the list, this game is at 9, 10 p.m. Eastern. We got another player prop. This is our long shot play of the week. We usually don't give these out. We give out standard plays, spreads, props, things of that nature. This is a 12 to 1 shot, meaning a $100 bet would return $1,200 in profit. It's the Mavericks game tonight against the Jazz. It's in Utah. Dwight Powell, we're betting to record a double-double tonight. Now, you might say, why would you want to bet Dwight Powell to record a double-double at 12-1? to 12-1 to is a very enticing price for a guy on a Dallas roster that will be without Luka Doncic tonight due to injury, without Maxi Kleber tonight, and without Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, both of whom were just traded to the Nets. So you've got four of your previous key guys 
out for tonight's game. That frees up a lot of minutes and a lot of court time for a guy like Dwight Powell, who, when he gets good minutes, threatens double-doubles on a regular basis. So at 12-1 to tonight, this is absolutely worth a shot. A little pizza money could turn into buying a pizza restaurant. Perhaps an exaggeration, but some of the chains that exist out there today, you could probably get for that sort of price. Pizza money number three, Dwight Powell, double-double, 12-1. to Now pay attention. Joe and Amber, Aaron Rodgers Watch. Look at the imaging that we have. We have given in. We have gone full Aaron Rodgers. We have succumbed to all of his wishes. And we know it is his wish that we all talk about him because he does it each and every week. He says the thing. He does the thing. And he was playing in a golf tournament over the weekend. And he must have loved that everybody was heckling him and asking him about his next step. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback. This is from CBS on Sunday. A lot of people yell at different teams they want me to come to next year, um, which has been fun because uh, we got a little uh, inside bet going about which team's going to have the most fans, but uh, it's been fun. I was going to say that for my last question, but you're leading me right into it. Is there maybe like a favorite color, favorite city that you might have on your mind for next season? I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant uh, team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot of a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devonte misses you comments. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're having some fun with it. That was an Aaron Rodgers watch. Yes. More imaging. Oh my goodness, James Steele, you have gone above and beyond for this guy, Aaron Rodgers. Raider fans. We've we've secretly been working on this behind the scenes for like what, James, a week and a half or so? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, this is beautiful because Great I know work, we're going. James. We're going to get to use all this imaging for the next six months. So honestly, well done. Six months. We get to use it forever. Like That's three true. Years, forever. Probably. Because you're right. Yes. You're you right. think for- he's going to have a subtle retirement? He's going to be just like Brady. It's going to go on forever. Amber, this will happen until you leave the business. And then James and I will call you anyway, and this is all you will hear on the other end of your cell. (laughs) Raiders fans aren't the only people trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers. His former number one target is also, here's Devontae Adams on the NFL Network after the Pro Bowl on Sunday. Have you started recruiting Aaron Rodgers to be the new Raiders quarterback? Duh. (laughs) Why would anybody not do that? I mean, 100%. That's my guy, obviously, and wishful thinking, but we'll see what happens. What's your best recruiting pitch? Uh, that I'm here. Is that your guy, obviously, <laughs> Devontae? Is that your guy, obviously? Because I would say it ain't so obvious, Joe. I mean, he left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if you're Devontae, you got a big contract to come here. Your, your boy Derek Carr is no longer going to be here. So let's turn our attention to what puts you in another good spot. I love the idea. Not just because I'm here in Vegas. I love the idea on so many fronts. Number one, you're Rodgers. You're single. You're young. There's no state taxes here in Nevada. He's a golfer. You can play golf all year long here in Nevada. You can get yourself a hell of a property here in Nevada. But then you have to start calling that state Nevada instead of Nevada, and that's got to be alarming. It is Nevada. (laughs) It is Nevada. Please do not offend our local listeners. I love (laughs) The only people I just offended live in the state of whatever that is, because if you live outside of it, everyone calls it Nevada. You know what? I'm just going to let that. I'm going to be the bigger person here. I'm not going to be dragged into that. All she's trying to do, everybody, is take the attention away from Aaron Rodgers. She just wants to talk about something else. I'm not going to let it happen. I'm too savvy for something like that. So you come out here. Your your lifestyle's good. Your money goes a long way. 
Playing with the Raiders, not like playing with the Jets. You go to the Jets and you got to deal with that that New York media. Here, they're they're like there is no local media. There's no local media that's going to be breathing down your neck. Everyone would ex- be excited to have you here in town. Um, at the same time, the Raiders are highly motivated to make a move like this because year one of the new administration, they came in. There were some good moments, but largely, I think they would tell you they're probably disappointed with how the season went. But they're looking to make progress. They're looking to get aggressive. Derek Carr's out. Bringing in a guy like Aaron Rodgers changes the trajectory of the organization in a big way. So I I can just tell you, I'm on the edge of my seat. I I would love to have it happen. I would love to force you and your family to have to relocate here to Nevada to cover (laughs) this on a daily basis and for us to do this show in person. So be careful, young lady. Be careful. Can you imagine ESPN? I get the call from ESPN. So listen, uh, Joe's out there. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers is now out there. We need a Vegas presence, even more of a Vegas. We're going to need you both in Vegas so that you can go full Wall to wall, Aaron Rodgers on your two hour show Monday through Friday. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked uh, if Aaron Rodgers somehow got that done. It's funny because, like, the reporter in that soundbite from the golf tournament, you know, what she's asking, she wasn't even going to ask him the question until the last one because obviously that's what you do because you're not sure how the player is going to react to that question. You know, normally you'd get resistance to that question because, oh, by the way, he's on under contract with the Packers and he's under contract on a contract he just signed a year ago ago he signed this deal he's got multiple years left on this deal normally in that situation a player is going to give you all the sort of NFL speak and speak around it right and not actually give you the goods Aaron Rodgers went right for it he didn't even wait for the oh, question yeah. he went right in and right for it that is Aaron Rodgers Rodgers knows how to play the hits he's not going to he duck it he's a he's a he's like the Foo Fighters or the Red Hot Chili Peppers at this point they know how to give you a great concert. They're not going to show up and get too creative and artistic. They're going to mix some stuff in, but the reality is they're going to play the hits and they're going to give you one hell of a show. And that's what he was doing at that golf tournament, which he won the Pro-Am, by the way. We should mm-hmm. probably get that in there as well. Mm-hmm. So as yeah, a golfer, we got a lot of courses here in town. He could join Shadow Creek almost instantaneously. He could be playing there. Right, there you're like pitching Aaron Rodgers to Vegas. Listen to you. I'm all in to make the pitch. I'm all in to make the pitch. I would like the team to be better than we've seen since they moved here. All right, it's been a bit of a struggle. They've come in, they've they've underwhelmed a bit, they've lost Gruden last year, then they won these games and got to the playoffs, then they ended up coming up short in Cincinnati, fine. But at some point, I mean, I covered him when I was in the Bay, I'm covering them here. At some point, they're an organization that has got to turn the corner. This is a guy that maybe for the long term isn't going to be the right move five, ten years down the road. But for the next three, you don't think Raider fans would love the idea of having elite quarterback play for the next three years? I mean, Especially three. with Delonte Adams in tow? Three? I mean, you guys have lofty expectations there in Vegas. Three? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, listen, you're lucky to get a season before he starts doing this yeah, malarkey okay. where he has you guessing. So three seems like lofty goals. But we did get the report that apparently Rodgers would rather go to Vegas than to New York to the Jets. So I guess he doesn't want to pull a Brett Favre after all. I mean, the Jets, do you want to deal with the media? Do you want to, I I don't, at this point in your career, part of it has to be about lifestyle. He just spent how many years in freezing cold Wisconsin, right? Come somewhere warm, relax, enjoy your life a little bit. Sometimes these guys have so much money, they start thinking, why not enjoy yourself a little bit more rather than suffer through all that? You want to be scraping ice off your car every morning? No, you didn't but even I, know how to do that. I, I don't I even know how you. to do that. Joe had to do it for me when we were in Connecticut, quite literally. The Florida yes. girl me is completely lost. I don't even know how to drive in snow. I'd be done if I lived, lived in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but I'm also not an NFL player with a huge portion of my calendar year to myself to do whatever I want and millions of dollars. 
Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you. You can find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. When I say find you on social, do I sound cool or do I sound old? Not really sure. Oh, wow. Also, not really I, sure I, if you or James not, are the authority on this. Yeah, you won't. You don't want me weighing in on that. I, I don't really know how to work a lot of the Instagram stuff. I haven't even. I've never been on TikTok. I have no idea. I told myself two was enough. I cut out Facebook. I said two was enough. Then everyone's like, "You got to get on TikTok." I said, "No, there's already too much being dedicated to these two, so no." I also so put my foot down on TikTok, and then what's stupid is I just end up watching TikToks all day long on Instagram and also Facebook. So it's kind of defeated Good the purpose that I'm not actually on TikTok because I still somehow consume a ton of TikToks. And from what I understand from the young people, I'm getting them like three days late, I think, because of how I'm consuming them. Way so, to stay strong on that front. So as the youngest person out of all three of us. Yes, I which think is that, by like what? You're like 39 yes, yeah. and we're 40. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> I'd say that's you look the oldest. Semantic. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think that you sound old when you say that. Really? Find us on <laughs> yeah, that's, social. That's it, yeah. All right, you know find what? Find, social, find me on find social. On the shows, the and socials, yeah. Find me on social and let me know. Do I sound old? At Amber W Sports. He's at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's how you find us. It is now time for us to sound on, sound off. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. My guy, George Sedano. He was on ESPN 710, of course, on, and he, well, he hosts ESPN 710, but he was on game day right here on ESPN radio. And he was asked about Kyrie Irving being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Here's Sedano. I think ultimately the fit is going to be fantastic once they get their chemistry down, because if anything, Luca resembles LeBron more offensively than Kevin Durant. And I don't even think that's close to be frank with you uh, in regards to stylistically how LeBron and Luca play. So Kyrie has that experience with a player like that. And I think that the Mavs have put themselves in a position to be potentially the front runner in the Western conference in a Western conference. That's all jumbled together and, and is really wide open right now. I don't disagree with that analysis from Sedano that he's more like a LeBron than like a KD in the way that Luka plays. However, LeBron was willing to adjust his game. LeBron is a deferential player. LeBron is not a, you know, quote-unquote ball hog, right, with usage rate necessarily. Yes, all the best players in the league. When you went through the usage race, all the best players in the league, including LeBron, 
has the ball in his hand, but he's also been used to teaming up with superstars throughout his career, other superstars, and he's figured out a way. Now, given those guys were able to take a step back as well, that's something that Kyrie had a hard time with when him and LeBron were in Cleveland. He hated it. It's the whole reason that he wanted out of Cleveland. They won a championship, and he wanted out because he didn't want to be living in LeBron James's shadow. It wasn't a situation like when he went to the Heat, LeBron, Dwayne Wade actually quite literally like let him take over the helm you know like this is your team now I'll play second fiddle to you because you're the better player even though this is my team I mean D Wade is the Miami Heat and he was able to take that step back Kyrie had a really hard time taking that step back when LeBron went back to Cleveland with all due respect do you remember how this segment works James will ask you oh, the question shoot. and I then do. you go I on just your got, rant. I really, I, I went way too onto my rant. I did. James, the disrespect. I'm oh, watching you and looking at her. I'm like, this is just a free-for-all right Man. now. Um, uh, well, you know, James, it was also James called me old, you know, like we're just minutes removed so she forgot. from James like calling old me old. That, so. That's a fair counterpoint now that I think about that, James. Listen. What was your question, James? James Did you have a question? Did I answer your question? I was very, I was very fired up about what Sedano said. Yeah, you were. My goodness, I just let you go. I was very passionate. Uh, So, Joe, where do you put the Mavs in the West with the brand new Luca Kyrie? See, in fairness, if you had asked that question, I wouldn't have gotten to go on that tirade because that was a very different question. I just thought at some point you were gonna you were gonna say, "Oh, and this is what we do," and here's the the producer who asked a question and just never got there. So, I thought she was gonna just keep talking and then go coming up next and throw to the break, (laughs) and that was gonna be the end of the segment without us actually getting any of it done. Uh, regarding whether or not they're in the top five, you know, it's easy to buy into the potential here, but the reality of the situation is the teams they're contending with are already put together. The Nuggets have played 54 games together this season. They're on top of the, of the conference. You might be able to get past them, but you've got so much you're going to have to figure out. Two key players are gone. Irving is now in. Even if Irving is completely bought in, even if you guys play together every night, even if everything works, you still have a very small window to get this thing up and running before you're going to go head-to-head with everybody. So Memphis, I don't necessarily buy into their record. Sacramento, great story this year, but are they going to be around late in the season? The Clippers have been lying in the weeds. The Suns lying in the weeds. Top five team, I want to believe, but I think there's too much to overcome between now and then. But if I'm wrong, it's not going to be shocking for me to be wrong because there's some vulnerability in the teams that are currently ranked above them. The Broncos, they introduced their new coach today. Sean Payton was asked if he would allow Russell Wilson's personal quarterback coach in the locker room. Coach, uh, Russell Wilson had a personal coach, Jake Heaps, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. How do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to players? Yeah, that's foreign to me. That, that's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. All right, James, let's try this again. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, it's, it's to me now. Uh, so, so Amber, uh, Sean coming in, Sean Payton coming in, uh, immediately making his mark, laying down the law, saying no outside coaches. Uh, do you think this will cause a rift between the QB and coach right off the bat, even before they get into preseason activities? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it depends how close Russell Wilson is to this quarterback's coach, right? Because – 
That is atypical, I would say. I mean, you have heard of it before. It's not completely unheard of, but it is atypical. I'm not surprised that Sean Payton would want to put down his mark, make his mark, and that he wouldn't want to allow any of these personal coaches in the locker room. You can work with your personal coach, do that in your own time. You're not doing that here. They don't need access to my facility. They're not on our payroll. They're not part of this organization. I don't have a problem with Sean Payton taking that attitude. But I do want to remember there was that weirdness in Tampa with Brady, with the dude that he does TB12 with, and the guy who's his big advisor. And there was that weirdness there too, because I think the Bucks weren't thrilled about the amount of access that Tom Brady wanted him to have. So we have seen this with the superstars before. I would imagine it it depends how close Russell Wilson is to that person and how important that is, whether that ends up affecting his relationship with Sean Payton. I don't disagree with any of that. The one thing I would add is that I'd like to believe Payton's been around the NFL long enough that before commenting on this publicly, he's already talked to Wilson. I would have to imagine that as the new head coach of the Broncos, knowing Wilson is one of the highest paid guys in the NFL, knowing that the season he's coming off of is one of the top storylines of the 2023 campaign, 2022-2023 campaign, that he's reached out to him and those two have had a conversation by this point. And maybe it hasn't been too in-depth, but get to know each other a little bit, have an idea of what the expectations are going to be, have an idea of what the goals are going to be, and let him know that, hey, the way it's gone before, it's going to be a little bit different. It's nothing personal. This is just the way I conduct my operation. And as a leader, I'm expecting you to buy in, and I know you're going to want to buy in. And knowing Ross, based on the year he just came off of, if he's going to be resistant to something like that, then it's only going to get worse for him down the line. Because there's no one in the NFL that should be more interested in buying into a new regime than Russell Wilson after what he went through last season. Tarnishing the legacy he had worked so hard to build up because he looked awful last year. So I would like to believe Peyton's already talked to him. If he hasn't, it really sets sets the stage for a popcorn-inducing incident. People started anointing the Chiefs as the next dynasty after their Super Bowl win over the Niners in 2020, but they haven't won since, and the Eagles were the best team in the NFL all season. So which team has the most pressure on them as we head into Super Bowl Sunday? Here's Rob Ninkovich on KJM this morning. I think it's Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. Like When you have that expectation to being the next team dynasty that gets there every single year like you just can't get there and lose these mat- these games like these are the ones that you have to go and win them so you look at Patrick Mahomes and what they did in the previous Super Bowl when they were beat and they didn't have an offensive line well what did they do they went out and made sure that they rebuilt that offensive line they gave him more protection they helped him in certain areas to help to help him be protected and now they're back in it so you know Jalen Hurts he's young he's gone farther than anyone expected this season I mean if you look back this year to last year to this year, I mean, he's grown leaps and bounds. Way ahead of schedule. Way ahead of schedule. So if you're the Eagles, you're like, man, we're in bonus time. So, Joe, who has more pressure on them on Sunday, the Chiefs or the Eagles? Without question, it's the Chiefs. Without question. It's five years in a row in the AFC Championship game when Patrick Mahomes got that $500 million contract. All we did on Sports Talk Radio and TV the next day, no matter where you were in the country, was talk about, all right, over the next 10 years, what's considered a success for the Chiefs? How many Super Bowls do they have to go to? How many Super Bowls do they have to win? How many MVPs does Mahomes need to win? Well, here you are. 
And if you win this one, everything makes sense. But if you lose, you've now been to three Super Bowls. You've lost two of them. And suddenly you're starting to think to yourself, as great as he is and as great as this team is, what's the holdup here? Why can't you get it over the finish line? It's not like you're a huge favorite, so I completely understand. And you're going against a great opponent, Amber. But the pressure's got to be on the Chiefs because the expectation is higher compared to the Eagles. The truth is the pressure really isn't on either of them, right? Like that's the reality of the situation. I think that both of these teams are going to be in a position to be successful for years to come. You heard Nink there mention how young Jalen Hurts is as well and the step that that team has taken. And then we're talking about a Patrick Mahomes who's had the best start at his position in the entire history of the NFL to a career. And so I would say both of them are in pretty good situations for the Chiefs and the Eagles in terms of meeting the expectations and so I don't know if the pressure is really there but if I have to choose one then I do agree with you and Nink that the pressure is more on the Chiefs because we've seen them do it time and time again in terms of these AFC championship games and yet with only one Super Bowl you could argue sure they're on schedule they need to get another one we didn't even necessarily think the Eagles were going to be in this situation as we headed into this season Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance coming up next your turn to wait in this is when we invite your phone calls to the show we play a little caller roulette triple eight say espn bring us your hottest takes about Kyrie. anything else you want to talk about monday night raw according to james Steele, i'll probably just hang yeah. up on those calls aaron Rodgers, i'll probably <laughs> hang up on those calls as well maybe you want some love advice from joe fortenbaugh give us a call triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 joe and amber the podcast This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe and Amber. We're going to get to your phone calls in just moments. I see you lighting up the phone lines. Triple eight, say ESPN 888-729-3776. That's the number. That's how you get in touch with us. But first, let's earn you a little bit more money. Pizza money number four. Let's go. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. 
Bit off the radar here, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's Northern Colorado laying one over Weber State. Northern Colorado has been terrible this season. They've lost 11 of 13. Meanwhile, Weber State has won four of five. So you might be saying to yourself, Fortinball, why would I want to bet on Northern Colorado minus one when they've lost 11 of 13 and they're one of the worst teams in college basketball? Thank you for asking my rhetorical redundant question. This is an awful spot for Weber State. They just played on Saturday. Now they're turning around and playing tonight. So that's two nights later for the math inclined. However, however, look at that game on Saturday. It was a double overtime game against Idaho State. That takes a lot out of you. And then two days later, you got to get on the road and go play at altitude against Northern Colorado. There's a reason why this game opened with Northern Colorado as a dog, and now they're a favorite. And the situation I just explained is exactly it. Pizza money number four, Northern Colorado number minus one, excuse me, over Weber State. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. All right, we're going to play Call a Roulette in just a second. So Terrence, Mike, Mike, everybody hang on for me. Triple Eight, say ESPN, that's the number. But we're almost at the end of the show here, Joe. And I have noticed, Joe and James, that at no point during this show have we included the content that I provided out of the goodness of my heart to our group chat earlier today. Because we have a group chat, a show chat, and we all provide content and content ideas and you know, the greatest football player to ever play the game just had a tweet earlier today, and I provided it to you guys in the group chat. I'm really not understanding why it hasn't been part of the show. Sorry, I had you muted. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's what I – Tom Brady, Yeah. he had a tweet – uh, a while ago for his Brady brand, because he started a clothing company about a year ago, if you don't know what I'm talking about, and they released underwear as part of the Brady brand. And so there was male models wearing underwear. And Tom Brady at the time had tweeted out that if this gets 40,000 likes, I'll recreate these photos. And of course, the public obliged. And so he did, in fact, recreate the photos. And he tweeted out today a picture of himself in his Brady brand underwear sitting on his bed. And that was the content I sent. And I was just, I'm just providing content for this. Yeah, show, no, so. no, that that's great content. We appreciate you weighing in. Um, for the <laughs> listeners out there, there's a reason I wasn't overly excited about it. Brady in his <laughs> underwear as a picture is very difficult to discuss on radio. Mm, number correct. one. Number two, wasn't all that excited it, about it. I could see why you'd be excited about it. I'm glad. Enjoy. Drink it in. Uh, I'll call wife later, good. her and I will discuss it. It's fine. All right, Joe and Amber is presented <laughs> to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's spin the wheel. This is what happens when you work with all men. Terrence, Terrence is in Georgia. Terrence, what do you have for us? Good, good evening, guys. Uh, I am sick of Kyrie Irving, the little pansy. Kevin Durant, his crybaby self, you know, play basketball like LeBron James. And I'm definitely sick of Aaron Rodgers. Gee, oh, nitty. I am so sick of him. But I know you guys have to have content, and and that's what makes your show go. I love your show anyway. Thank you. Thank you, Terrence. We appreciate you. Thank I you. also appreciate you, Mo Nitty. I like that as a phrase. I am now going to uh, put that in my lexicon. But I will say, with what he just said, though, 
play like LeBron. LeBron's had his moments of being a little bit of a crybaby. Let's not for, for, for forget that LeBron quite literally just acted like his dog died on the court the other night. Such a fair criticism to call up and be like, look, love the show, tired of the Aaron Rodgers content, tired of the Kyrie Irving content. And as I'm listening, I'm thinking, I have no defense to that. Right. That is a very fair and reasonable criticism. Thank you for calling. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And it's yet what our entire show today has been about. And, and that's how it works. That's it's a credit. It's a credit to you guys for making the stuff that he hates interesting enough for him to keep listening. I wonder how so thanks, Terrence, Terrence. I wonder how Terrence felt about Tom Brady's tweet. I should have asked him. Let's Terrence spin the is wheel. not going to be fun if I start breaking down in thorough detail Northern Colorado versus Weber State. Okay, if I give you thirty minutes on that, I got a feeling that's going to be a different phone call where it's gonna be like look love you guys bring back the Kyrie Irving conversation can't handle the northern Colorado breakdowns that's true that's probably accurate let's spin the wheel Mike Mike is in Manhattan Mike thanks for the call what do you have for us what's up guys yeah I gotta give credit as a Knicks fan and guy who just detests the Nets I'm actually gonna give him credit Josiah actually stuck to his guns Kyrie's a cancer. Don't give him the contract he wanted. Not worth the headache. This business thing has been a disaster. Um, now even Ben Simmons is dead weight. And I'll give him credit. They actually got more than they, I thought to give because they basically were hung out to dry by Kyrie. And to get a 3 and D guy in, uh, in, 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 in Dinwiddie, who's a solid scorer, and, and to add, uh, well, what's the other guy slipping? DFS. Dorian Finney-Smith. I think they did better than a lot of people expected. And you didn't ship him to L.A., which is what they wanted. So... It's a win for the Nets, and I think going forward, they're going to be better off. Um, see where they're going to be with Kevin Durant. You're probably going to win a title with uh, Kyrie anyway. So overall, I'll take Dinwiddie and DFS, and I'll give them credit because uh, besides losing Brunson, thank you very much to Dallas. Uh, they've been looking for that second guy, and I get them get credit. I think Dallas might fit in, and if, he, if Kyrie doesn't walk, just let him go because I wouldn't trust that guy year to year. I'm not giving that guy a, a maximum contract extension. You give that guy one-year deals, and that's it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny though, Joe, because I, I don't think that it was a bad deal for the Nets by any means getting those pieces in return. But also, what were we looking at? Five draft picks just last off season, yeah. right? For Gobert? Like, wasn't it five? It was a massive haul for a guy who, in Minnesota right now, it hasn't been working out the way they had hoped. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.